All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. Today is Monday, February 26th of 2024. Looking ahead, we have a four-game NBA main slate as well as a four-game NHL main slate. So it should be a fun day of DFS. For those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at Saber Sim. This is a show where we go over how to use the Saber Sim app answer any and all DFS related questions. You get your questions in one of three ways here. First off, send us an email support at sabersim.com. Second, post it live in the YouTube chat and third way, post it in the office hours channel in our discord server. So if you're not in our discord, want to get access to that channel, there is a link in the description of this video. You also get access to our similar channels, individual sport channels, and to get access to the rest of the SaberSim team. So last thing is we do this show Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern. And then on Saturdays, I do it at 11 a.m. Eastern. So that is your weekly office hours schedule. But with that said, we're going to get the app pulled up here and we are going to jump right in, have quite a few questions here to get us started. But if you know, we always have time for more questions. So if you guys want to get some questions in, now is always a good time to do it. Uh, looks like this one was answered in the channel. So appreciate uh, who answered this. GM33 jumping in and getting this up here. But the question was, can you explain the method pull down exact to random exact? How does that impact the loading? Okay, so this is a question about the different fill methods here. So... First things first, uh, let me just get my whole screen pulled up here. So we do have a video that that does walk through this in an example. That was what was linked here in the Discord. So uh, it's, it's this video, the easiest way to find it is if you're on SaberSim, you go to the top right corner menu, and then you click the drop down, and then you go to help. It'll pull up our support library. You scroll down here, go to frequently asked questions, click this view more, and then you just type in, you know, fill method or, you know, whatever you want to put. And then it'll say, what do the different fill methods do? So then you open this up and it'll walk you through that example, showing you how to do it. I'm happy to cover it here though. Uh, so easiest thing to do, and I don't have a file for DK, but I do have one for owner's box. So let me just get an entries file in here. That way I could demo this. Okay, boom. All right, build some lineups. And we'll just build 500 for our example here. So I'm going to let the lineups build here. And then we'll jump in talking about what the different fill methods do. All right. Lineups are done. So now let's say that, you know, I have 22 entries. So then I'm going to go, you know, 22 lineups. And then I'm going to go to save. Now in this top right, I have this method. So I'm just going to roll through them. So what rank is going to do, if I were to use rank fill, every, for every contest, it would start at lineup number one. So then for these entries, this three entry here, would get lineups one, two, and three. The 16 entries would get lineups one through 16. And then the third one, the third contest has three entries, would get lineups one through three. So lineups one through three are going to get used three times. And then basically lineups 17 through 22 
are never going to get used because it's treating each contest individually and starting from one every single time it fills it. Now, if you use unique rank, what this is going to do is, is it's going to put lineups one through three in the top contest. It's going to put the next 16 lineups in the second contest. And then it's going to put the last... hand side you, you know you want to put one contest up you want to move them around you want to decide hey you know i want one through three in this contest then you would do that so you can move them around here it's going to use every lineup at least once before using another lineup now what a unique random is going to do it's going to do the same thing of it's going to use each lineup at least once but it's not going to be like hey lineups one through three go in the top and then the next highest graded and then the next it is going to as the term, you know, describes here, randomly put them. So, you know, lineup, uh, the first contest with three entries could get, you know, the bottom three lineups in theory here, right? It's not going to matter. It's just going to uh, assign them, you know, randomly. I hate, I hate using a word in a word to describe the word, but I don't, I don't know how else to say it, but uh, any lineup could go into any contest basically is, is the gist of unique random. And then what it exact will do is say, you know, I have 22 lineups or let's say I had three lineups, right? So if I have three and then I go to the method and I go to exact, when I click save, it's only going to fill contests that have the same number of entries. So because I have three lineups, it will only fill contests with three entries and nothing else. So that is what all the different fill methods are doing. So I hope that helps to clarify that for anybody else who had that similar question. All right, next question here in the Discord. Question says, I was following your recommendation to lower my exposure to certain players in NBA to match my pool exposure for a couple players I felt I was overexposed to. That's great. When I did that, I get the can't meet exposures message. I keep, I clicked keep editing. It seemed to then meet my exposures, so I'm confused. Did it meet my requested exposures or do I need to rebuild my lineups to meet exposures? Also, if I was trying... Just trying to match pool exposure. Why would it struggle to do so? The only rule I had was to stack no more than three from my uh, from from any team. Okay, so usually what will happen here is say you know I'm I'm building, you know let's let's do like a big number here because the bigger this number, the easier it'll be to mess it up. So Sam building 150 lineups now. Maybe I want 100% of Pascal Siakam. So the reason I'm picking him is because I see that there's only 144 lineups in my pool with him. So when I go to my min exposure and I click apply, so now it's going to say, hey, unable to meet exposures. So what I would do here in general is I'd click keep editing and then I would go and make any more adjustments I want to make before rebuilding lineup. So make all of your adjustments. That way they all get taken into account. And then you just have to rebuild one time. Now, typically what's going to happen is the exposures that you cannot meet are going to get uh, red boxes, but only for the players. So if there's like a team stack that you're not meeting, you know, typically that won't uh, light up. It's only the player icons that get these red boxes. So look for the red boxes, but just know like if you're doing it somewhere else, like if I were to go to teams and then, you know, I say I want a hundred percent or I'm sorry, not them. 
Uh, let's say I want a hundred percent of Toronto and then I click apply. So it's not, it's going to say, Hey, unable to meet it, but it's not going to go red. So I don't know why it only does it for the players and not the team stacks, but maybe that's what's going on. But either way, I would just continue making all your adjustments. Rebuilding your lineups is never going to hurt you. So then rebuild those lineups and then you should be all set. All right. Next question here. Question is something I've run into and haven't found the best method for late swapping. When I have a one lineup in multiple entries using the late swap tool, how do I save the best X number of lineups to multiple entries rather than just saving the top lineup to all entries with the original lineup? And then a continuation here. Rest of it is, for example, I had a placeholder lineup in for owner's box with all late starts. I missed my submission by seconds, so I was going to late swap into the remaining games and salvage the slate. When I run late swap, I just keep swapping the one lineup in all my entries for one different lineup. Okay, so the way late swap works is that it is looking at how many unique entries you have in your lineup file. So there's two ways to change that. Either one, you go to the site and you make an adjustment to every player. So like, you know, you have three lineups. What you would do is you would go and change one player from each team. And then that would give you now three unique lineups. Now, if you're playing a lot of entries, then, you know, that gets a little bit harder to do. So then what I would recommend is you take your one lineup. So remember that, you know, the positions that you see here are the actual positions that are available. You know, we see guards, we see front court, and then we see your super flex. So what you would have to do is come in here, run a normal build, first of all, and then, you know, say, say, say we're doing this like for Toronto. Maybe you have like Scotty Barnes and Halliburton, right? So then what I would do is I would see what position. Okay, Scotty Barnes plays front court. And Halliburton plays guard. Okay, perfect. Two different spots. So then I'm going to go to my guards. And then I'm going to lock in Halliburton. And I'm assuming these players are in your lineup. And then I'm going to go to front court. I'm going to go to Scotty Barnes. I'm going to lock him in. Now what I'm going to do after that is I'm going to remove every other player from their team because their game has already started at this point. So I, I don't want anyone else other than those two players to be available. And I, I actually, I should have done this. Um, so, so when, when unchecking the players, I would do it from the all tab, but you're going to have to lock the players into their position in the lineup. So it gets a little, Gets a little tricky here. So honestly, what I would probably do, I would probably do this a little bit different. And this is like, you know, an edge case, but we're going to go through it. So I would go to Toronto. And I would just remove everybody. I would do the same thing. Uncheck everybody, put Halliburton in. And then I would go to the team's. I mean, I'm sorry, the positions. And then I would lock Halliburton in the guard. I would go to front court. I would lock Scotty Barnes. So now 
you know, if I'm rebuilding in between this four, four thirty window here, only these players are available for their teams. So I'm not going to get, you know, this is a normal build, by the way, I'm running a normal build. I'm not running a late swap. So I'm going to run a normal build. I'm going to lock those two guys in into their spots. And then I'm going to rebuild for the rest of the slate. And although it's not a late swap, it'll still achieve the same goal of creating you unique lineups for the players that are still remaining. So like, this is effectively what you have to do. If you miss lock and you have one lineup and you're trying to change it into multiple lineups. All right. Next question here. Question says, are there any plans to scrub or archive flashback data as time goes on? If I sit down next August to review NFL data, will it be available? Uh, good question. So my understanding is that there are no plans to do that. You know, if you want to go back and look at, you know, contest flashback come August and start getting ready for the next NFL season, you should be able to do that 100%. So I haven't heard anything about that. And I don't think that is a concern at the moment. All right. Question from John. John said when running PGA Sims, does it take into account the specific course that golfers are playing on? For example, a long course may favor golfers that are good at driving the ball deep. Other stats might include strokes gain, putting or strokes gain off the tee and so on. So yes. So, so we understand, you know, even further than, you know, what course they're on, you know, we, we understand, you know, what hole they're on. Like, Hey, you know, we are taking it, you know, hole by hole. It's a hole by hole sim. So, you know, every. You know, we have all of that data that you're talking about. And, and so we understand, you know, golfer profiles. We understand, we understand holes. We understand courses and the model is very detailed. So definitely taking all of that into account as we understand how important and impactful those things can be. All right, jumping over to the YouTube chat. Question from David. How is the field lineups constructed? Does it use an optimizer to build the field or the optimizer with certain stack settings if needed? Does it use the ownership estimates? Okay, so good question. So good opportunity to talk about this. So for NBA, MLB, and NFL, our field lineups, if you go to my own and you click the gear icon, you're going to see these 13 different buckets of ownership. So we used to have just one ownership and that's still the way it is for NHL. I know you mentioned NHL. So we haven't built out that functionality for NHL yet. It is something that we want to do here. Uh, but we used to just have one set of ownership. Well, you know, the ownership that you typically see, like when it's like one set or like across the industry, people are usually projecting the ownership for like the flagship contest of the night. It's usually like the big, uh, you know, highest dollar to first 150 max contest. So like tonight there's a $4, 150 max with hundred K to first. Usually it's like a $15, 150 max. So that's mo what most people are projecting ownership for. Now we under it's when you play higher stakes, we wanted to try to start to take those things into account and create multiple sets of ownership projections. So we set out on a project to create three sets of ownership, low stakes, medium stakes, high stakes. We want to create three different buckets. So when we got into the data, 
we realized that there were a lot of differences even within each of those stakes where we had to go you know further and we ended up at 13 buckets of ownership so within each stakes there's a single entry there's a 20 max there's a 150 max which is the mme and basically saying that hey you know players within these stake ranges play differently depending on the number of entries that they're allowed and the differences are significant enough that we think that each con each each type should have its own set of field lineups so we are doing contest back testing and we are you know learning the characteristics of how users in these different contest types play differently construct their lineups differently and what makes them unique and then that information gets taken into account when we're creating field lineups for the next day and the next day and the next day and we're using that information so um, the field lineups are, are very, very detailed. You can always see them if you go to the contest tab and then you go to the field lineups, which are under contest. You can click into any one of these buckets here. And then if you open up this players window and the lineups window, you're going to be able to see the actual lineups. And then you're going to be able to see um, stack information stack exposures you know how many two twos three twos two two twos and then remember that the exposures that you see are the ownership projections that you when you go back to the home table like demont demontes sabonis 25.3 percent exposure in that set of field lineups and he's 25.25 percent owned so it's just rounding one decimal point but that is matching so that is how we set out on the field lineup journey and that's how they're created all right, Ryan said NHL DFS is so much less stressful than NBA. Great sport to grind. Uh, yeah, man, it definitely can be. I I, I know how uh, crazy NBA is. So if you're looking for something where, you know, you can, you know, a little bit easierly, you know, set and forget your lineups and just kind of enjoy it rather than be glued to the computer waiting to late swap, you know, NHL is definitely a great sport to check out. All right. Uh, Jubal said you only get those different ownership options on the ultimate plan, right? Uh, yes, that is correct because those go hand in hand with the contest sims. So like when you go to a contest and then you right click on it and you go to add contest sim, you know, it's going to select one of the sets of field lineups that are available. So like that is why they were really created in the first place was to make the contest sims more accurate. So they're tied to that. If you're on the pro or standard, then you're going to have access to the flagship ownership projections, which is what you're going to see around the industry. But all right. Uh, looks like we're all caught up with questions in the office hours channel. looks like we're all caught up here in the YouTube chat. So appreciate you guys tuning in today. We will be right back here tomorrow, Tuesday, 4 p.m. Eastern for our next show. So until then, everybody, take care. Good luck. I'll see you all. Thanks. Bye.